This is the Epic Artist Podcast. We must seek to redeem the soul of humanity. Value the good, the true, and the beautiful. And realize the potential of language. Life is short. Poets are here to remind us of this fact of brevity. A true poet is concise with words and produces emotions from very few utterances. The ideas that a good poet espouses are those that bring us back into the conscious moment. Even the sentimental or philosophical souls make poetry that connect the past to the present moment, or free the present moment from the expectations of the future. We become timeless when a poet does his job. Alceus of Mytilene was a lyric poet from the island of Lesbos. He was one of the nine lyric poets as described by the scholars of Hellenistic Alexandria. He was born into the aristocratic warrior class that dominated Mytilene and a man of politics. Some of his works describe the political struggles of the late archaic period, struggles that would ultimately give way to the various forms of proto-democracy throughout Greece. Quote, what constitutes a state? Not high-rised battlement or labored mound, thick wall or moated gate, not cities fair, with spires and turrets crowned, no. Men, high-minded men, with powers as far above dull brutes endued in forest, break, or den, as beasts excel cold rocks and brambles rude. Men who their duties know, but know their rights, and knowing, dare maintain, prevent the long-aimed blow, and crush the tyrant, while they rend the chain. Quote, he lived around 625 BC and died around 580 BC. Around 600 BC, Mytilene and Athens fought for control over the city of Sigion. Herodotus tells us that he threw down his shield and escaped the battle as the Athenians claimed victory. Alceus celebrates this in a poem he shared with his friend Melanippus. Alceus traveled widely and took at least one trip to Egypt. He was certainly impressed by his time in war and the warrior culture he lived in. Quote, From roof to roof the spacious palace halls glitter with war's array. With burnished metal clad the lofty walls beam like the bright noonday. There white-plumed helmets hang from many a nail above in threatening row. Steel-garnished tunics and broad coats of mail spread over the space below. Chalcidian blades and no, and belts are here, greaves and emblazoned shields. Well-tried protectors from the hostile spear on other battlefields. With these good helps, our work of wars begun. With these, our victory must be won. Quote, Alceus and his older brothers were involved with the political uprisings in Mytilene. His older brothers fought against the tyrant, Melanchrus between 612 BC and 609 BC alongside General Pittacus, who became known as one of the seven sages of Greece. Pittacus and the brothers would plan to overthrow another tyrant, Myrsilos, but they were betrayed by Pittacus. Alceus and his brothers were forced into exile. Alceus describes the lonely and miserable state of mind that plagued him while in exile. Quote, I, poor wretch, live with the lot of a rustic longing to hear the assembly being summoned, Aegisiliadas, and the council, the property and possession of which my father and my father's father have grown old among these mutually destructive citizens. From it I have been driven, an exile, at the back of beyond, and like 
Onomaclius, I settled here alone in the wolf thickets, leaving the war. Quote, Pittacus became the dominant politician who gained supreme power through a vote in the assembly of Mytilene, a political process that Aristotle would later define as an elective tyranny. Alceus wrote a piece that would be a scathing insult to the tyrant. Quote, this was the ugliest man who came beneath Ilion. He was bandy-legged and went lame on one foot, with shoulders stooped and drawn together over his chest, and above this his thick skull went up to a point with the wool grown up sparsely upon it. Quote, it is not clear as to what Alceus' political beliefs were. He attacked the tyrants, Myrcellus, Melancris, and Pittacus vehemently. His poem, The Ship of State, is an allegory for the political turmoil he lived through. Quote, I cannot make sense of the clash of the winds. One wave whirls from this side, another wave comes from the other, and we in the middle are born in our dark ship, toiling ever on in this great storm. The swell has taken the mast, and the sail is completely transparent. There are great tears through it, and the anchors have broken free. Quote, it is clear that Alcius was sounding a clarion call to all those who could participate in a political process and effect change. Quote, now this higher wave comes harder than the one before, and will bring us much toil to face when it overcomes the ship. Let us strengthen the ship's sides as fast as we can and hurry into a safe harbor. Let no weak hesitation take anyone, for a great contest is clearly before us. Recall your previous toil. Today, let every man be dedicated, and may we never cause shame to our noble parents who lie beneath the earth. Quote. His works are fragmented, like with many works of classicism, so we cannot know for sure what his greater body of ideas looked like. Was he a type of revolutionary? Did he show a preference for the old order of society? Ultimately, Pittacus was considered a good governor and allowed Alcius to return home peacefully after his time in exile. Alcius' passions went beyond politics. His heart and soul would not be restrained by the weight of justice and tyranny. He was well known for his down-to-earth and socially familiar drinking songs. Quote, Let's drink. Why are we waiting for the lamps? Only an inch of daylight left. Lift down the large cups, my friends, the painted ones. For wine was given to men by the son of Samil and Zeus, to help them forget their troubles. Mix one part of water to two of wine. Pour it in up to the brim, and let one cup push the other along. Quote, Alceus brought the drinking song to another level. He was both political and sentimental. He was more concerned with the lives of his contemporaries than the mythical nature of epic personalities. Quote, Do not turn your heart to troubles. We get nowhere worrying. Lo, Bacchus, the best of all medicines, is to get drunk on wine. Quote, Alceus was allegedly a lover of Sappho. It is possible that they shared poems and knowledge of style. They were from the same island and would have been involved with the same social circle and shared the same audience. Alceus wrote about his potential affair with Sappho. Quote, O violet-tressed Sappho chaste, O maid with honeyed smile, I fain would tell what is in my breast, did shame me not beguile. Quote, his style compared to Sappho is more earthly 
and hers more celestial. It is possible that their audience was aware of their influence on each other. They may have promoted each other in subtle ways that would have been appreciated by the audience. Their relationship would continue to be a subject of classical study for centuries to come. When I read through Alcius' works and think about the political turmoil America is going through right now, I cannot help but resolve the anxiety I feel about my country by simply channeling gratitude. I'm grateful to live in the modern era, where everyone has a political voice, even if the mainstream media wants you to think that you don't. The average teenager with a smartphone can reach the entire world and develop an audience through authentic, positive, courageous, and thoughtful speechcraft. Although I would say our tyrants today are in the financial and technological sectors. Gone are the days where we would see our enemies eye to eye. Even in battle, we are buffered by the distance between soldiers made by rifles and artillery. Yet despite our ability to communicate instantly and with powerful mediums like video sharing, the powers that be do not have to worry about the opinions of the democratic individual. The sheer complexity and size of our society puts so much distance and friction between the oppressed individual and the tyrants of the military-industrial, now global technocratic sociocracy, that any meaningful change must be widespread and decentralized. We cannot simply grab our spears and face down our enemies. We are much too accustomed to peaceable interactions and amicable resolutions for that. Yet, civil unrest persists. I seek to find the correct way of expressing my political stance, acknowledging my biases, and leaving some room for new ideas. But I do not wish to give up my dignity as a human in order to win an argument against anyone. I will say this. We as Americans have incredibly good lives. Lives where the lowest among us can seek out and build a wonderful life in a reasonable amount of time. Our standards of living among the poor are higher than that of kings and queens just a century ago. Alceus reminds us of a time when our ancestors lived short lives where any amount of wealth was difficult to achieve. Quote, The worst of ills and hardest to endure, past hope, past cure, is penury, who, with her sister-mate, disorder, soon brings down the loftiest state and makes it desolate. This truth the sage of Sparta told, Aristodemus old, wealth makes the man. On him that's poor, proud worth looks down, and honor shuts the door. Quote, we are currently watching an episode of disorder in Western civilization that is unprecedented and complex. I don't believe we should cast our hopes and prayers into conventional political solutions. Instead, we have to believe that we are a dignified society. We have to believe that we can think without the archaic mainstream media and successfully communicate our vision for a harmonious world. A world where every nation defines itself where the corporate world does not determine how we think, where true diversity lives organically, without coercion, without ethnic derision. Above all else, we should be grateful for the opportunities to love each other and remember that we are blessed in the modern age, 
We are not conscripted to fight one another. We are choosing to destroy what is good about America simply because it is imperfect. How do we fall in love with our state again? When are we satisfied with political change? What is harder to accomplish? Governing one's own heart or the hearts of others? We can also live like Alceus, speak our poetic verse against the tyranny of the state while making our love songs, living our lives with dignity, making our families, loving our children. We don't have to lose our humanity in this process.